for that time of worship. Praise God for that. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, and I know that you're thankful that you, you probably didn't know that cats were not mentioned in the Bible. We could probably have the invitation right now, powerful morning, that you just learned cats are not in the Bible. Praise God, cats are not in his word. Um, hey, a couple things uh, that I want to bring to you this morning before we jump in. If you're a first-time guest here today, uh, my name is Mark. I'm the lead pastor here at Summit. We are so excited to have you here uh, with us today. And if you are a first-time guest uh, after the sermon, we'll, we'll take up our offering today, and when our ushers pass around the offering baskets, uh, everybody can drop in your connection card. But if you're a first-time guest with us today, we got a free gift for you out there in the lobby to your left. Uh, just uh, go there after the service. Uh, it's just so that we can uh, really serve you the best way that we possibly can. i got a couple of things before we pray, before we get into the sermon, uh, that I want you to know. Uh, one, and you're going to think this is kind of a different uh, kind of announcement here, but just stay with me here. Uh, if you've been at Summit for a little bit, you know that for a while there, we've talked about how uh, one of the things that we want to do here uh, in our city, uh, opportunity that God's given us, is we want to build a basketball court at the Walkertown Apartments. We talked about that a lot, and then we hadn't mentioned it in a little while. We've had some things going on there behind the scenes. We are still trying to do that, but here's the announcement, and, you, and if this is weird for you, uh, well, it's just weird, but if this makes sense to you and you can help, we want to talk to you. So here it is. If you have field dirt or know where we can get some field dirt, we want to speak with you. I cannot elaborate on that anymore. I was just told to say fill dirt. I don't know what the difference is between dirt and fill dirt, but praise God, if you do, we need you, okay? That's all I've got on that one, all right? Um, another thing that we need for you, I uh, want you to know about, is um, Discover Summit. Discover Summit is something that we do, uh, try to do regularly here um, that, that provides a way for you to officially become a part of Summit. We've had a lot of people ask, hey, I want to make Summit my official home church. How do I join Summit? Uh, if you've got a church background, you may say, how do I become a member at Summit? Well, we actually call membership at Summit, we call it partnership. Uh, we want you to partner with us to help us accomplish the vision that God's given us. And our next Discover Summit event is tonight right here at six o'clock. Now, if you can't make that because you have life groups tonight, really there's only one life group tonight, but if you're in that life group, we don't want you to come tonight. We want you to go to your life group. We're going to have another Discover Summit, June the 24th, right after that morning service. We're going to have a free meal for that one. So some of you are thinking, oh, I'm going to skip tonight and get the free meal. Yeah, we know who you are, all right? We know you. Um, but, but tonight's at 6, if you can pull that off. If you can't because you're in life groups, then it's June 24th, right after that morning service, right here at the forum as well. All right, another thing, uh, and this is just something I want to share with you this morning. Before we jump in, I'm going to pray. We're going to have an awesome time. Uh, you pray for me. Uh, I am not feeling, I'm not feeling well this morning, uh, so you pray for me. Uh, but plus, on a plus side of me not feeling well is that I have been prescribed steroids. So I'm on steroids right now while I'm preaching. This is awesome. It is amazing. And so I will, uh, so this is just, our service is at another level because the preacher is on steroids. If you've never been here before, somebody says, how was Summit? You say, it's awesome, the preacher's on steroids. Let's pray. Let's pray right now, all right? Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that, God, you brought everybody here. God, I believe you're going to speak to us today. God, I thank you for the awesome time of worship that we've already had. And, and Father, my prayer this morning, my prayer, God, has really just been that you would fill this place with your presence. God, what everybody in this room needs, we, we don't need, we don't need some song. God, we don't even need some, some sermon for a few minutes. Father, we need you. 
And so, God, I pray that, that what's just happened as, as the band has, has, has made a way for us to take the stage and to open up your word, God, I pray that, that everybody would just see through me uh, to you. God, that, that, that in a few moments when we leave, that Jesus would be the biggest name in the room. Uh, he already is, uh, but let it just be on our hearts and on our lips when we leave, that Jesus, you are greater. You're greater than anything that we face. You're greater than anything that we've ever known. Uh, Father, we love you. Uh, God, thank you that I'm not up here on this stage alone. And God, thank you for what we start today as we kick in with 40 days in the Word. God, it's going to be a great time, great season for our church. So God, do awesome things. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to ask a question uh, to you today. I want to try to get some crowd involvement. I like when you're involved. I like when you're engaged. So when I ask a question, I want you to answer this just by simply raising your hand. Uh, but if the answer for you is no, uh, don't succumb to peer pressure here, all right? You don't need to worry about what other people are thinking. But if the answer is yes, raise your hand, all right? That's what I want you to do right now. Uh, here's the question. If you're here and you want to take... You want, you want to take your relationship with God to the next level. Would you just raise your hand? You'd say, man, I'd love to see my relationship with God go to the next level. You just raise your hand. All right, that's good. That's good. You, raise, you put your hands down. Um, now, that, that, here's what's awesome. Here's what's awesome. Here's what's awesome. Every hand did not go up. And that's good. That's good. I, I wanted every hand to not go up. Some of you, the reason your hand didn't go up is because when I take the stage, you try to beat your high score on Angry Birds every Sunday. So we're praying that you do it this Sunday. We know you've been stuck on that level for a while. Jesus will help you today. Uh, some of you, though, you did not raise your hand because you're not a Christian, and you know you're not. Uh, maybe you're here, you're just kind of giving this whole thing a test drive. You know what I mean? You're kind of giving church a test drive. You're kind of giving spirituality, Christianity a test drive. And so you're really just here... Checking things out, testing the waters. Maybe you, a friend invited you, and, and they said, hey, let's go to Walmart. And they said, oh, we got to stop at the forum for something. And now all of a sudden you're in church, and you hate them. And we got counselors in the back for that. Uh, but you're just checking this out. You know you're not a Christian, so your hand didn't go up. So, because so, you're not there. And listen, 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 listen. I thank God that you are here. I mean, one of the things you're here tonight at Discover Summit, God has called us to be a church for unchurched and de-churched people. I mean, if you're at Summit for any length of time, you're going to hear somebody from the stage say that we're here for people who are not here yet. And so, so I, I pray that there's always people, that there always be people at Summit who don't believe in God, right? Who are not where a lot of people are at, that are on the way, that are asking a lot of questions. Want there to always be people like that. And some of you are here, that's where you're at. Hey, listen, we're pumped that you're here today. But a lot of you raised your hand. A lot of you raised your hand. And, and here's what I want to say to you today. I really want to say this to everybody. What if I told you that in 40 days, in 40 days, your relationship with God could be at another level? What if I told you that? What if I told you right here on the stage that 40 days from now, July the 12th, I counted it tons of times just to make sure I was right. July the 12th is correct. What if 40 days from today, your relationship with God really could be at another level, at a place you never thought it could be? What if that could happen for you? Or maybe you're here and you're one of those people that didn't raise your hand because you're still asking a lot of questions. You're not, you know, where you think you ought to be spiritually. What if some of the questions that are barriers in your heart, what if in the next 40 days those questions got answers? What if in the next 40 days you're here, you're not a Christian, you're just checking things out. What if in the next 40 days you took some steps towards God? What if in the next 40 days you could go 
to another level. Well, I'm really excited about what we're going to start today because today we're actually starting something called 40 Days in the Word. And here's what I believe about what we're about to do, what we start right now today, and it's going to be going on the next six weeks in our church. Here's what I believe. I believe that 40 days from today, and this is true for everybody, 40 days from today, if you will jump into what we start right now, 40 days from, to, from today, July the 12th, your relationship with God will be at another level. I believe that 40 days from today, if you will jump in, then you'll be able to look back over the past 40 days and say, oh wow, God really did something significant in my life. I'm not promising all your problems go away or, or your life gets better or, 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 or no pain, anything like that. But what I am promising you is that if you jump into what we start today, your relationship with God will go to another level. Not only that, but if you'll jump in, if all of us will jump in today, our church will go to another level. It'll affect our entire church if you will jump in. So Summit, I'm asking you today, you might be tired, maybe you're getting back from vacation, maybe you're about to go on vacation, maybe you had a late night last night, maybe you're sicking on steroids, and it's awesome, isn't it? Um, wherever you're at, I'm telling you that if you jump in in 40 days, God will move in a significant way in your life. And here's why I can say that. Here's why I can stand up here and make that kind of claim to you, all right? Because what we're doing today, what we start, it's called 40 Days in the Word. And the Word that we're talking about is the Word of God. It's the Bible. And see, God wrote the Bible. We're going to talk about that a lot in the next couple of weeks. Ultimately, God wrote the Bible. God inspired men to write the Bible, but ultimately, God is the author of the Bible. And listen, every time God speaks, things happen. Every time God speaks, things happen. God speaks in Genesis chapter 1, and all creation comes into existence. God, God tells the prophet Ezekiel, in the book of Ezekiel, he takes him to a valley of dry bones. There's thousands of dead bones. A war had taken place there, thousands of dead bodies. There's skeletons and the remains of those people still there. God tells the prophet Ezekiel, he says, hey, if you speak my word to those people, these bones will come to life. And he speaks God's word, and all of a sudden those bones come together, and, those, and they live. John chapter 1 says that when Jesus comes, it calls Jesus the word of God become flesh. And every time God speaks, things happen. Listen to me, the most powerful thing in the universe is a word from God. The most powerful thing in the universe is a word from God. And so over the next 40 days, if you get into the word of God, if you jump in like what we're going to talk about this morning, then God is going to speak into your life. And every time God speaks, things happen. So over the next couple of weeks, next week, we're going to talk about how you can build your life on the Bible. The, the week after that, we're going to talk about how can you know if the Bible is really true, how can you know if the Bible's really the Word of God? We're going to talk about how you can make sense of the Bible. In life groups, starting in life groups, tonight, if you're not in a life group, hey, listen, you should get in a life group. In life groups, what you're going to do over the next six weeks, every week over the next six weeks in life groups, you're going to learn how to make sense out of the Bible, how to study the Bible on your own. And so there are life groups that start tonight, and they go every single day through Thursday, all right? You can go to the Next Step booth right after today, you can, right after this service, you can sign up for a life group. And listen, if you don't sign up, you should just show up for a life group. Just show up 
go to a life group like your life depends on getting in a life group because it's going to be an amazing thing. God's going to change your life. You get into one of those. But if you jump in, God will change your life. But here's what we're going to do today. Today, what we're going to do, we're just going to lay some groundwork. We're just going to lay some groundwork today because if we're going to talk about growing spiritually, if we're going to grow spiritually over the next 40 days, like what we're talking about right now, then we need to understand how spiritual growth happens. We need to understand how spiritual growth is going to take place in our lives. And we're going to do that from John chapter 15. So if you've got a Bible, <clears throat> go ahead and open up to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. If you do not have a Bible, then the words are going to be up on the screen. There they are, <clears throat> right there behind me. John chapter 15. John chapter 15, we're going to read verses 1 through 17. And if you don't have a Bible at all, we got free Bibles for you in the back there. So you can just take one of those on your way out today if you don't have a Bible or, or anything like that. But the words are up here on the screen. Hopefully you got your Bible open in front of you. This is Jesus talking, all right? John 15, 1 through 17. Listen to what Jesus says here. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Hey, before we go on here, I want to mention one thing, one other thing we're doing here. Uh, how many of you, you got one of these when you walked in today? Would you show this to me if you got one of these? Show this to me. Show this to me. Right here. Hey, here's one other thing we're going to do. This is another thing we're going to do over the next six weeks. There's got six verses on this, and we're going to memorize these verses together because when the Bible gets into you, powerful things happen. And so just to kind of reinforce this, just kind of reinforce this, and, and to wake you up, all right? And to wake you up. Listen, if you fall asleep today, this is the worst day you could ever do it because I'm on steroids. Did you hear? You don't want to mess with me on steroids today, all right? But hey, we're going to read Romans 8.1 out loud, all right? We're going to read the very first verse on this out loud. Here we go. Let's read this out together. All right, here we go. There is therefore... Oh. 
No, you didn't. No, you, two people, two people in the room have read There Is With Me. Everybody, there is therefore. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah, bless God. Right? There we go. All right, so I just want, I just want to get you involved in that today, all right? Because I want you to bring this with you. I want you to get this into you. It's going to be a powerful thing if you get God's word into your life, all right? John 15, what Jesus is doing here in John 15, Jesus is talking about how you can grow spiritually. Jesus is laying out some principles that you and I need to be aware of if we are going to grow spiritually. And really what he does is he paints a picture of a vine and a branch. How many of you are gardeners here today? Would my gardeners raise their hand? Anybody a gardener in the room today? You should know I am not a gardener. But I know some gardeners, and I watch what they do out of my window, all right? I'm not a gardener, but I know some. And I can Google what gardeners do. I have no knowledge of what gardeners do, but Jesus is dropping some garden lingo is what's happening here. He's talking about branches. He's talking about vines, how vines connected to branches bear fruit. And the whole point is he's painting for you a picture of what spiritual growth looks like. Really, Jesus gives at least four principles in the passage that we just read. Four principles for spiritual growth. And so I want us to see today four principles of spiritual growth. If God's going to take you somewhere you've never been over these next 40 days, then we need to know how to grow spiritually, don't we? You should have said amen right there. We'll try that again in a few minutes. I forgive the first one, all right? But if you're going to grow over the next 40 days, then you need to know how to grow spiritually. And Jesus really wants us to see four things today. So if you're taking notes, you can write these down. Here's the first, th first thing. First principle of spiritual growth is that spiritual growth is intentional spiritual growth is intentional i don't know if you were watching uh, as we went through the 17 verses that we read but jesus used the word abide 11 times in those 17 verses 11 times in 17 verses jesus uses one word. Now, as we talk about the Bible over this, over this series and how to understand the Bible, you need to know that when God says a word over and over and over, that's the point. God wants you to understand that one word. And the word that Jesus uses is the word abide. And, and, and what he means when he uses the word abide, really what he means is he's talking about maintaining a daily relationship with Jesus Christ. He's, he's talking about maintaining a daily growing relationship with him and the only way that happens is if you're intentional about it see you need to understand this nobody abides on accident nobody abides on accident nobody accidentally grows spiritually if if you're going to have a a vital growing relationship with jesus you're going to have to be intentional about that relationship if, if, you're going to, if you're going to abide in Jesus, then you're going to have to be intentional about abiding. But listen, the only way that you can be intentional is with one word. And it's a word that a lot of us don't like. It, it's a word that a lot of us are, are allergic to. It's a word that a lot of us have a hard time with. It's a word that a lot of us try to run away from. And it's the word commitment. Can you say commitment with me? Everybody look at your neighbor and say commitment. 
See, see, I, see, you don't like that word, do you? You didn't do that. You didn't do it. Commitment. Commitment. When we hear the word commitment, we don't like the word commitment. We think commitment is a rough word. It's, it's a really rigid word. Oh, man, you're telling me to commit to something? That don't sound no fun. You're, you're trying to keep things from me. You're trying to make my life hard when you call me to make a commitment. I, I, I'll, I'll try to illustrate for you this way. Um, I like to run. I like to run a lot. Uh, in fact, I like to run marathons, uh, which means that something is wrong with me mentally and I need counseling is what that means. Um, but uh, but I, I love, to run, love to run marathons. And here's the thing, here's the thing. You're a runner, you're not a runner, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're a runner, though, the pinnacle, the pinnacle is the Boston Marathon, right? You, you want to run in the Boston Marathon. But there's a thing about the Boston Marathon that sets it apart. That's why it's so special. You can't just sign up and send in your money and run it. You can't with every other marathon except for the Boston Marathon. See, because to run the Boston Marathon, you've got to run a certain time. You've got to train really, really hard, and you've got to make a massive commitment because you have to finish another marathon in a certain amount of time. And so what that means for me is as much as I want to run the Boston Marathon, I am not going to make the commitment needed to run the Boston Marathon. And here's why. Let me tell you why I'm not going to make the commitment needed to run the Boston Marathon. Here's why. It's because I'm addicted to Oreos. Anybody? 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 Just, let's just revival in the house. Addicted to Oreos. Bless God for Oreos. I mean, double-stuffed Oreos specifically. If you're here, you don't believe in God. How can you explain the existence of double-stuffed Oreos apart from a good and loving creator? I just drop that on you right? Double-stuffed Oreos. I'm addicted to those things. And see, see, the way this works for me is this way. Um, my running habit sustains my Oreo addiction. You just need to know that. You just, oh, so you see me running? Oh, look how healthy he is. No, he's going home to eat Oreos. That's what he's going to do. It's all, it's all a show. But I'm not willing to make that commitment. Maybe that's how you hear, maybe that's how you react when you hear the word commitment. Oh, man, God's trying to keep me from something when he tells me to make a commitment. But look at what Jesus says in verse 11. In verse 11, we already read this, <clears throat> but listen to what he says. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. See, listen to me. When Jesus calls you to make a commitment, he's not trying to ruin your life. He doesn't want something from you. He only wants something for you. He wants your joy. And so if you get intentional about having a growing relationship with him, then all it leads to is joy. But it doesn't happen naturally. Spiritual growth only happens intentionally. Let me give you number two. Number two, second principle of spiritual growth you need to know this morning is that spiritual growth is habitual. Spiritual growth is habitual. See, again, I'm not a gardener, but this is just, what God, this is just rumor on the street from all the gardeners that I do know. If a vine is going to grow... If the vine is going to bear fruit, if it's going to be healthy, there's some things that have to happen to that vine on a regular basis. Will my gardener say amen? I hear that you have to water such things. Is that true? Is that true? I, even I know that. Some of you look like you don't know. I will pray for you today. Right? Need sunlight. Some things have to happen on a regular basis if it's going to grow. And listen, if we're going to grow spiritually, there needs to be some regular habits in our lives. Like what? 
Like, what are some habits, Mark, that need to be a reality in my life if I'm going to grow spiritually? Let me give you a couple of them. First one, regular time in the Bible. Regular time in the Bible. Hey, let me just say this, and this may be something hard for you to swallow, but it's the truth, and sometimes the truth is hard, but it's good because it's the truth. Some of you come in here, you get little to nothing out of this. You have a hard time in worship, you really don't even worship. You just take it in and then you leave. Do you know why? Maybe this is true for some of you, maybe not everybody, but do you know why? It's because you know, and God knows, this is the only encounter with God you're going to have for the next seven days. And you're not going to have any time with God, encounter Him in any way, until next Sunday. Think about it this way. If you ate one time a week, you probably wouldn't be that healthy, would you? Probably wouldn't be very healthy. Well, if, 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 if you have a hard time worshiping God, connecting with God here, it might be because you don't have any habits out there Monday through Saturday. Regularly getting into God's Word, because listen, God is primarily going to speak to you from this book. So getting into it regularly for, for maybe five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. I don't care to admit to you that one of our goals over the next six weeks and 40 days in the Word is to get you into the Bible on your own every day. Because when you're there, God will speak to you. Here's another habit. Prayer. Prayer. And, and preferably putting both of these together. Hearing from God from His Word and then talking to God about what He's just said to you in prayer. Prayer. Praying about your life. Thanking God for what he's doing in your life. Regularly talking to God. Let me give you another one. Service. Serving. Did you know that if you're here and you're a Christian, God has given to every Christian at least one spiritual gift that he wants you to use in his church. Serving in the church. And if you don't use that gift, if you don't serve, then your growth stagnates. And so God's given you a gift to serve. That's why every week we always point out on the back of your connection card, there's tons of areas for you to serve in. You just check the box and we'll get you in the game. Because God's given you a gift to serve. Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Last, last habit. Last habit. And this one's kind of touchy, but it's just in the Bible. Giving. God says in the book of Micah to, to bring the, the full tithe, which is a 10% of what God gives to us, bring the full tithe into the storehouse, which is the modern-day equivalent of the church, giving to the church. Why should I do that? Because as you give, we saw Jesus say this a couple of weeks ago in our What If series. You can go to our website and download it. What if God had control of your finances? As you give, it changes your heart. So in just a few minutes, when we take up the offering, when we receive the offering, it gives you an opportunity to be changed and to worship God instead of money. But listen, listen, listen. We can go on and on and on with examples. But spiritual growth only happens through habits. Give you another one. Number three. Number three. Third principle you need to know about spiritual growth is that spiritual growth is relational. Spiritual growth is relational. Listen to what Jesus says in verse 12 of John chapter 15. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. Hey, let's just put this one really simply. Let's just put it real simple. You will not make it spiritually apart from other people. Jesus says, as you grow in love with me, he's going to give you a heart to grow more in love with his people. And one of the things that God wants to use in your life to grow are the people around you today. 
God wants to use the church, other people around you this morning, to help you, go, to help you keep going, to encourage you, to challenge you. Spiritual growth is relational. Let me give you another example. Let me use another example from running. All right, let me give you another example from running. Um, and, I, and I used this story uh, a long time ago at Summit when we were still going maybe once a month. And so if you were here for that, just pretend this is the first time you heard it and it's just as awesome now as it was then. All right, just do that. Um, I remember one time I was running a race. We were running a race in Lexington. And, it was, and, and they started the race later than typical. It was 90 degrees outside. It was six miles, 90 degrees, and they ran out of water at mile three. So thousands of runners, downtown Lexington, we all started to hallucinate because there was no water. And I got, I got, to, the, I got to, to mile five. I got to mile five. And I could see the finish line ahead of me. And I had said to myself, Mark, you are about to die. You should stop. So I said, self, you are correct. Good call, self. And so, man, I had been running for a little bit. And you know when you're running really fast or you run for, for quite, a, quite a distance, you don't just instantly stop. You kind of slow down. You know what I mean? Well, I was doing that. I was slowing down because I was going to stop because self had just told me I was about to die. Um, and all of a sudden, I, I, was, I was about to stop, and some guy that I didn't know, that I'd never seen before, he walked into this room right now. I wouldn't even know him, but some guy walked up to me, and he said, hey, we're going to finish this together. We're going to finish this together. And I thought to myself, well, if you quit now, you look like a wimp. So I said, all right, man, let's go. And I, oh, you jerk. Um, but I never got that guy's name. But the whole last mile, he didn't even look at me. I didn't even look at him. But for the entire last mile, he just kept saying to me, don't you quit. You keep going. We're, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. And then we crossed the finish line, and we made it. And he said, good job. And he walked off. Here's why I tell that story. Because some of you are about to quit, and nobody knows it. Some of you are about to throw in the towel. You're slowing down. Your pace is not what it used to be. And nobody knows it. And you need somebody to come along to you and say, don't you quit. Don't you quit. That's why life groups matter. That's why we talk about life groups so much here. That's why, we don't, that's why we try to plan very little as a church because our priority is this and life groups. And you should be in one. You should be in one tonight. You should be in one tomorrow night. You should be in one Tuesday. or when, Just get in one when you can. Why? Because God wants to use other people to help you to grow spiritually because as you grow closer to him he gives you a heart for one another here's the last one last principle for the morning spiritual growth principle number four is that spiritual growth is inevitable spiritual growth is inevitable all right if you haven't listened to anything i've said at all if you've been playing angry birds for the past 25 minutes or so stop right now just pause it and come in right here okay just come in right now I, everybody's got to hear this spiritual growth is inevitable. See, Jesus, he says that he's the branch and we are the vine. And when Jesus paints that picture of he's the branch and we're the vine, Jesus is not painting a picture that's optional. He's not saying, hey guys, I'm the branch and if you want to have a relationship with me, then you should abide. But if not, and you just sort of want to coast, that's fine. But if not, and you just don't want to go to hell, that's fine. No, Jesus is saying, I am the branch, and you are the vine. 
And if you have a relationship with me, then there will be fruit in your life. If you have a relationship with me, Jesus is saying, who is the branch, and you claim to be connected to me, then there will be fruit in your life. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that there comes a point when you have it all together. But it does mean that if you really have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then He will change your life. It's going to happen. See, see, watch this. If you're a Christian today, if you're a Christian today, you need to hear this. If you're a Christian today, then the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. Okay? The Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. The third person of the Trinity lives inside of every Christian. And listen, the Holy Spirit has never taken up residence in anybody's life, looked around and said, I love what you've done with the place. This is awesome. He's never done that. The Holy Spirit is God's demolition crew. And He moves into your life and He tears everything down because His goal is to rebuild it into the image of Jesus Christ. And if you are connected to the branch, then there will be fruit in your life. There's going to be this desire in you to grow. There's, there's going to be this, this impulse in you to want to change. I can remember when I met Jesus Christ when I was 18. I remember when I met Jesus when I was 18 years old. I'd never read the Bible, but when I met him, all of a sudden I had an impulse to read the Bible. All of a sudden, I had, a, I had an impulse to pray. And I wonder if you're hearing this, do you have that kind of impulse? Is there this desire in your heart to grow and to change? See, let me do, this, let me do it this way. Let me talk to every single person in the room. Let me talk to every single person in the room who claims to be a Christian but you don't have any desire to grow at all. And I've talked to enough people that I know there's a lot of people in the room who are there. If I walked up to you, my voice is giving out, man. I should have took more steroids, but I didn't want to bust through this shirt. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought that'd be inappropriate at church to do that. Um, so I'm going to bust through this after if you want to watch. Stick around. Um, I just love saying that I'm on steroids. Um, But, but I know that there's, there's people in the room. I've talked to a lot of people, and this is where you're at. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I just don't want to go to hell. If you're honest, there, there's not this impulse in you. There's not this desire in you. And listen, man, I grew up here, all right? I grew up in this area. This is a dangerous area to grow up in. Why? Because Christianity is cultural. There's churches all over. And, it, and there comes a point when maybe you just assume that you are one. You just assume you're a Christian. Oh, of course I'm a Christian. My parents are Christians. I'm, of course I am. Oh, of course I'm a Christian. My grandparent, my granddad's a deacon. Of course I'm a Christian. My, my father-in-law's a preacher. Of course I'm a Christian. Of course I'm a Christian. I'm at church. I've used this example before. It's kind of funny. It's pretty ridiculous, but I just it's effective. You know that coming here doesn't make you a Christian, right? You know that, right? I mean, you go to McDonald's today, you don't become a cheeseburger, do you? Some of you are confused about that. You should try it. You should try it. Try it. Just see if you will become a cheeseburger today. You don't. 
You don't become a cheeseburger when you go to McDonald's. But I talk to people all the time who think they're Christians because they've done something spiritual. Just because you've done something spiritual doesn't mean that you're a Christian. Just because you're here today doesn't mean that you're a Christian. You say, Mark, how can I know if I'm a Christian or not? How can I know if, if I am? Let me ask you this way. Let me ask you this question. Are you connected to the branch? Are you connected to Jesus Christ so that there is this impulse in you to want to live for Him? There is this impulse in you to want to love Him, to want to walk with Him. I'm not talking perfection. I'm just talking about do you want to love Him? And if you know that's not you, you say, wow, I don't, I don't think that's me. I just always didn't want to go to hell. Jesus never says anywhere in the Bible, I came so that you don't have to go to hell. Jesus says, I came to give you new life so that you can follow me. Following implies movement. It implies growth. And so if you're here and there's, there's, there's no desire for growth in your life, you know deep down you're not saved. You know deep down if you died today and you stood before God, you don't think you'd go to heaven. Well, then my word to you today, and again, this is the truth, and sometimes the truth is hard, but it's good because it's true. My word to you today is to drop the charade and give your life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Because listen to me, if you are here and you're afraid of what people will think about you, if you do, you say, everybody thinks I'm saved. Listen, it's better for people to find out you're not right here, right now, than it is when we all stand before God. You want it to be found out right now. Don't fake it up until that point. One day the truth's going to come out. It's just better for it to come out right now. So if that's you today, and you know there's no desire for growth in your life, then today it begins. But I believe there's a whole lot of you in the room, probably maybe even most of you, you genuinely want to grow. You genuinely want to take that next step. You genuinely are at a place where you say, wow, 40 days, I'm in. I want to see if in 40 days God can take me to a place I've never been before. I want to see if in 40 days God can give me a deeper love for Him. I want to see if in 40 days I can be closer to Jesus to then than I am right now. And I just want to tell you that you can. I just want to tell you that you can. But not, not without commitment not without being intentional and so here's the question we're closing with today what is the commitment God is telling you to make what is the commitment that God is telling you to make today maybe it's that you need to get some habits in your life maybe it's you need to get into a life group maybe it's you need to get baptized our next baptism Sunday is June 24th the very last Sunday in June and listen if you've never been baptized you can go to the next step booth and sign up for it today. Some of you know you need to do that. You just keep putting it off. And listen to me. Until you do what he's telling you to do, you will never get any further than that. God will never take you beyond what he's telling you to do right now. So if he's telling you to do that, if God is telling you to make a commitment 
that you can follow through on before you leave this building today, do it. Do it. Whatever He's telling you to do, do it. My prayer is that when we get to the end of this 40 days, we're all different. And listen, if we're all different, this city will, di- will be different. And if this city's different, this region will be different. And if this region is different, this state will be different. And if this state is different, this country can be different. And if this country can be different, this world can be different. Let it start right here. Why not right here? Why not right now? I believe it can start today. Do you? I believe it can start, but it won't start. Unless you do what He's telling you to do. Would you pray with me? Let's pray. Dear Jesus. Jesus, You are worth it. You you left heaven and came and died for us. There's no more time to play church There's no more times to play games. You've you've called us to a radical relationship with you. And I pray for my friends who are here today. Pray for my friends that you brought here. Pray Pray for all of us, Jesus. All of us in the room today. God, you are speaking to every man and woman and child in the room. And you're not telling us to stay where we are. You're inviting us to take another step because... What you want for us is our joy. And our joy will not come apart from that next step. So whatever that next step is, for every person in the room, let them do it. Let them do it. With every head bowed and with every eye closed, how many of you just simply by raising your hand would say, Mark, God is calling me to make some kind of commitment and I just want prayer that I would do it. Raise your hand right now. God is telling you to do something. Hands are going up all over. God is telling me to do something. Don't be afraid to raise that hand. You raise that hand if that's you. Say, I just want prayer that I'm going to do it. You put your hands down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Whatever that is, all, all listen, whatever that is, you do it. If it's something you can do today, don't you leave till you do it. My prayer is that that God wouldn't leave you alone till you do it. But some of you, some of you, maybe you need to make the very first commitment. Maybe you need to make the very first commitment. You need to take the very first step, and that's to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know deep down, you know deep down you, you don't have a relationship with Him. And I'm not trying to judge anybody. We're not here to judge anybody. We just want to love and and come alongside of of all of us and say, say, hey, you were made to have a relationship with Christ. You were not made for a bigger house, as great as bigger houses are, and nicer cars, as great as those things are, and, and an early retirement, as nice as that would be. You were made for Jesus Christ. And if you stand before Him and you didn't have a relationship with Him right here, then in that moment it'll become crystal clear. Oh, it was all a waste. Don't waste it. This is a defining moment for some of you because God's brought you here because He wants to radically revolutionize and change your life. And it starts with you going to Him right there where you're at with just everything that you are and going to Him and saying, God, 
Forgive me for my sins. Come into my life and save me. If that's you, and you want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to lead us in a prayer that I found helpful. And if that's you, you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, I just invite you to pray this with me. Right there where you sit, you say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life. Save me. Make me new. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. I want to live my whole life for you. If that's you and you just prayed that prayer, or maybe you didn't pray that, but you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, I'm going to count to three, and as soon as I say three, raise your hand. As soon as I say three, it doesn't matter if everybody's always thought you were a Christian. Nobody's looking around. This is between you and God. But as soon as I say three, you raise your hand to say, Mark, I want to give my life to Jesus today. One, two, three. Three, raise your hand right now if you want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ and have all things new. There's a hand right there in the middle towards the back. Over here is another hand. Anybody else in the room today? Raise your hand right now. God is on the move. God is on the move in this room. God bless you if you put your hands up. You can put your hands down. God bless you for that. Anybody else? I don't, I don't want to rush through this. This, is, this matters. God I, just, God, I just really feel just really aware of right now. God, I don't even deserve to be here. Just to, to see people respond like this. God, and to, and to feel your presence and to know that you're here with us. God is awesome. And Jesus, we just thank you that we can be a part of it. In your name, amen. Church, can we thank God for today? Wow. Listen, listen. If we can get the lights turned up for just a few moments, please don't, uh, don't get in a rush. This is still a significant time right now. Um, if you just raised your hand, if you just raised your hand, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your connection card and I want you to flip it over, and on the back you can see that there's a box that says, I gave my life to Christ today. Will you check that box? Okay? Will you check that box? Because listen, we want to help you follow through on the decision that you just made. When you leave today, there are people already in the back. We've got free Bibles for you. We've got a free gift for you. But listen, if you made that decision today, I want you to check that box. You can drop your connection card in the offering plate as it comes around in just a moment. All of our ushers, you can go ahead and get in place for the offering. So all of our ushers, uh, please uh, begin to get in place. But everybody, you can drop your connection card into our offering plates as they go around in just a moment. Uh, but if you made that first-time decision, check that box today. Stop in the back there. We've got a little table and just say, hey, I want to talk to somebody about, uh, about the decision I made. A big, huge deal in your life. We want to help you with that. If you want to get baptized, check that box. Listen, some of you, though, just going to be honest, uh, as you're making uh, preparations right now to give, you can go ahead and make those preparations. Uh, but before we, before we begin and we let you give us your, uh, you give as God leads you to give, the connection card 
Uh, you know God's leading you to volunteer. Check that box. We need people to volunteer and to help us continue to grow at the pace and at the rate that God is bringing that growth. So, so just fill that out. Our ushers, you guys can go ahead and begin to take up the offering. And you need to know that as you give today, as you give, what you give makes this happen. Uh, Summit is 100% uh, driven and supported by its partners and people just like you every week who come and who give. And, and so right now, this is a really significant time of worship because God is a giver. God ultimately gave His Son. And so that's why we give because we love God and we want to worship Him in our giving. Hey, has this been good to be here today? Has this been good, man? Hey, listen, listen, listen. I want to say something. I want to say something. Y'all are getting real loud. My steroids are giving out. Um, fellas, give me a break. Come on. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, listen. Next week, next week, I want to tell you, we got a special gift for you next week. Uh, some of you, if you were here early on in Summit's life, Stephen Bell, who led worship. You remember Stephen? A lot of you are new. You don't remember him. But, but next week... Next week, his, Stephen left and became a big rock star. He put out a CD. His band did there on iTunes and all kinds of stuff. Uh, their band is going to be here next week to lead us in worship. The one and the many. Um, they're going to have CDs out in the front. It's going to be an amazing Sunday. If you miss next Sunday, uh, listen, it's just going to be your fault. All right? It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, Stephen's going to be here. It's going to be great. Going to be an awesome time next week. Bring somebody with you. Part two of Forty Days in the Word. But guys, life groups start tonight. Don't you don't you miss a life group this week? Check the next step booth. You can be in one. Hey, love you guys. Let's stand up. Our band is playing us out this morning. Let's sing really loud and worship because he's worth it. All right, love you guys. First time guests. We'll meet you at, out there at the booth out front. Love you guys.